welcome, 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 Fret Talk listeners. It is episode number 209 of the Fret Talk podcast. You are here with your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. After a week sunning myself, you are also joined by Mr. Matt Quine. Say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. We're here. Getting real, real close in the microphone. Getting some of those ASMRs. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> just, it, it's bad touch. Bad touch. <laughs> uh, yeah. So there you go. For all of you uh, sickens and wronguns out there, that's uh, a couple of seconds to touch yourself to. Because uh, <laughs> uh, let's 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 face it. That's what it's about, isn't it? ASMR. That's what it's about. Let's let's not pretend it's oh it's really I, for and, and maybe I'm naive. I genuinely thought it was things that people use to meditate to and fall asleep to. I genuinely thought that's what it was about. I mean, there's probably a small proportion out there, yeah, who are doing that. But there is, I'd say there's a quite sizable proportion of people who are beating it like chimps. <laughs> uh, so so there we go. Um, we have derailed very quickly. <laughs> uh, so let's do a let's do a podcast. How are you, Matt? What, what you yeah. been up to this week? You I old. am good. Yeah, it's been two weeks, hasn't it? What you been up been, to these two weeks? Somebody's been on on their holly bobs. I have got a tan. It's horrible. I it's really really sunny out there in in the coast of Dubai where you haven't been anywhere near. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine it probably is. Yeah. Uh, so, I guess, what have I done? I have had a changing guitar. So, those of you that watch the live streams will have seen in the background of every single live stream that I've been on a silver sparkly Telecaster that I believe I talked about quite a lot on the podcast because I think I I bought it whilst the podcast was going. Yeah, I yeah. then... Completely refinished, refinished it because the guy who'd done it before me, it was originally Seafoam Green Sparkle. Huh? And you think, that's a really nice finish on a guitar. Yeah. So what am I going to do? I'm going to strip it all back and do it in a Fiesta Red that's come out orange and leave a load of runs in it. Hmm. I mean, I, I, was, did, I did see the fact that it was Fiesta Red and it did it looked good from afar. but Yeah, but it, like the, the finish in it, it had runs in it, there were gaps in it, and it was just... Yeah. Not quite right, so I stripped it back. I then painted it in like a, a silvery grey colour and then the top coat that I used had uh, glitter in it so that it looked like a silver sparkle. Yeah. But I never got round to putting it back together properly. What I did was I put it back together, plugged it in and went, fuck, I've left the bridge wire out. And then I hung it on a wall for two years. I mean, that's one way of doing things. <laughs> so, um, one of the, in the local... Um, instrument buy and sell page so it's, it's a specific one for isle of man instruments um somebody put a message up saying oh i'm looking for a guitar with humbuckers um i haven't got much cash but i've got guitars to trade has anybody got anything and i, I messaged him and i was like oh, obviously my sg i've said i put for sale and i actually had a couple of people in line to look at it then we went into lockdown and then just things that haven't got round to getting that sorted but so i messaged him and he's actually i'm more after either a, a les paul or a telly shape and i was like well i've got a hh telly but i need to put the bridge wire back in and he's like 
send us a photo and we'll come to a bit of negotiation. So yeah, he was like, yeah, I'll take that off your hands. So I put the bridge wire in, sorted that, and the net pickup stopped working. And I was like, oh, crap. So I messaged him and I was like, look, really sorry. Whatever I've done when I'm putting this bridge wire back in, I've knocked a cable. I can't work out which one it is right now. Uh, so the, the neck pickup's not working. He's like, that's fine. I was just going to cut the wires and pull it out anyway. So <laughs> fair play. Yeah. Um, and in return, I have got myself a Mexican strat. I know that I've had a Mexican Strat in the past. Um, this one is very different. So that was a 50s Strat. This is a 60s. Um, so it's got a rosewood board. Um, it is a, well, it's, sorry, 60s looking. It's a 95 Strat. So okay. it's fairly old. So it's 26, Jesus Christ, <laughs> 26 years old. Um, you can tell that it's been played a lot because the back of the the back of the neck is really played in, so it's really comfortable straight away. So even though it's just quite a thin neck, it's yeah. really kind of there's no stickiness about it. There's no none of the like newness of a neck anywhere there. It's just really nice, comfortable to play. Um, it's I want to say two tone sunburst, but I can't remember the fender is two tone or three tone. I don't know. It's they do black both. They do and both. then brown, and then maybe a little bit lighter brown in the middle, but. That um, yeah, that sounds like a two tone because the the three tone, it's almost black, red, yellow. Yeah, I feel like it. I mean, like I've been playing it and not looking at the front of it, but I do have a photo of it somewhere. I'll have a look again. But I th- feel like yeah, it's definitely two tone sunburst. So it's it, it is black and then just brown. Yeah, but um, it just plays really well and i was saying to you before the cast i couldn't work out what the config was in terms of it's five-way switch three H, uh, sorry sss so what i was looking for for from a strat yeah yeah um, but the tone controls didn't seem to do what i thought the tone controls would do so mm. i was on the middle pickup and messing around with the 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 lower of the two tone controls and there's not much change, but if anything, it's going the wrong way and just making it a little brighter. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is going on? I, I, I don't know. I'm just messing around. And then later I was on the bridge pickup and I just knocked the middle control by accident and worked out that actually that central one is a master tone <laughs> across all three yeah. pickups. And then the, the, the bottom control is almost like a reverse. I don't know whether it's a treble bleed or whether it's one of those bass cuts or what it does, but actually it makes whatever pickup you're on a little bit brighter. Yeah. So I don't know exactly what the controls are, but it's certainly master volume, master tone, and then whatever this control is that I'll probably for the most part not use because what I've basically done is put the the master tone on a, between seven and eight, and that's just tamed the everything that I've always ranted about about strats and just made it sound like every blues record that you've been listening to since you were 15 going, fuck me, I love Steve Ravel and I love Hendrix, I love, you know, all, all of that kind of like proper rocky blues tone just there straight away. Absolutely, absolutely. And so uh, 95, they would have been the ceramic pickups they that, would that have been, they would have been that so this has Seymour Duncan SSL1s yeah. which I googled to get exactly what they were cuz we were not quite sure before the pod so they're the 50s inspired like uh, Alnico 5s yeah so you you're starting from a very good basis straight away aren't you 
Yeah, so initially when I couldn't work out what the controls were doing, I was like, maybe I'll just go and get myself a loaded guard with the vintage noiseless, which was kind of the pickup choice I had in mind in my head yeah. um, of kind of what I was going for. But as soon as I worked out what the controls were doing um, and sat down and like played through it properly and had a good a good hour with the guitar, it's like, now nah, keep these pickups. It sounds great. Um, and it's also got, so instead the bridge has been replaced with a Callahan bridge. Oh, nice. And it's got a Dave Gilmore quote-unquote signature short trem arm. Yeah. So basically the plastic bit goes on where the the bend in a normal trem arm is. So it's only coming like just past the middle pickup rather than all the way along. Yeah. Rather than being a big long one. It's just, yeah, very (laughs) short. And actually, like, I don't know whether this is a a known thing, but it's a six-screw bridge. So I I thought I was just going to slam it down. But actually the trem arm functions and the guitar stays in tune when you use it oh well i mean that's voodoo that's clearly voodoo and i mean no not when you like slam it but if you're just using it for like little gentle vibrato vibrato trills and stuff and actually yeah yeah, like i've been playing a lot of pink floyd um because i i'm a massive kind of pink floyd fan so i don't actually know whether i've spoken about much on the podcast but like the older I get, the more I seem to like Pink Floyd, and it's like... <laughs> that's that's definitely a thing that is, isn't it? That's <laughs> that's a thing. Yeah, and like I, I basically, yeah, like when I first got the guitar, I was like playing along to like stuff that I would have played when I was fifteen, so Hendrix stuff, Stevie Ray Vaughan stuff, yeah, like a bit of Gary Moore, some of his like eighties, which is like you say, not the greatest tone, but like you know when he's using the Strat and a few other bits, bit about bit of Dire Straits, Mark Knopfler's kind of like sort of swing style stuff and yeah. and that kind of stuff, and then I just sat down and turned the gain right the way down on the. Um, the Messiah, which is what I've got on the board with the the headphones, and I then stamped on the the immerse, and I'd forgotten that I, the last time I was playing it, I was just doing like dicking around with the <laughs> um, the like the shimmer setting, you know, the one where you've got like all the octaves coming in and, and all yeah. the, and it was just like, oh, that's that's shine on you, crazy diamonds. So just put that on in the background. It was just like playing away and just like, yes, this is it. This is just. Yeah, I've definitely needed a strat. Uh, I've, I've, I mean, I've been telling you this for... It's got to be about two years now. It's probably more like since the podcast started. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, to be fair. I mean, yeah, but... I, I did have that, like, the period where when we started the podcast, I was very telly-heavy, and I got rid of my strats because I'd kind of, like, veered away from that. And... I've I've gone back to it. I've 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 definitely gone back to it because I I use the uh, the very standard pretty much um, exclusively apart from when I'm doing the uh, the pedal boards of Doom demos because it, because it's all visual on the guitar and the playing as well. I feel duty bound to show off my collection. <laughs> I feel like I, I try and match the guitars to the tones that I want to get. Yeah. And as much as I would like to say that you can get everything that you need from a Stratocaster, some uh, some demos do require like a humbucker or or require yeah. a telly or or so on and so forth. Um, yeah. So I have like, I've put my hands up and admit that. Um, and it does look good having like some variety in the videos as well. Um, but you will notice that like more often than not, it is the Variax that is on there. 
Um, yeah, and generally not with the battery in, just magnetic and yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and like that's basically what I've been doing for my Strat sounds is for the most part using the neck and middle pickup of the the Variax or if I need a Strat bridge pickup, which is very rare but occasional. Um, putting the back turning the battery on and kind of using the, the Strat settings in there, which are good. Like yeah. They they are good. Like I mean, we've we've talked about the Variax to the nth degree, so people know that we like them. And either setting magnetic pickups or the or the brain working, but yeah. it's nice to just kind of I like where I've got the space. I will walk up to a gig now with a Tele, a Les Paul, and a Strat. Well, hey. <laughs> and then where where I don't have the space, I'll walk up with the Variax and a backup. Yeah, which will probably be the Les Paul. Yeah, yeah. I mean. That's it'll fair, do everything it? like if 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 i don't play a strat on a strat song nobody apart from me is going to notice yeah yeah it's it's a personal personal flavor thing isn't it um I, i've been asked to dep for a, a band actually um coming up Ooh. in september um and I, i've had to start thinking about what i what i might use for it um because like the the very acts would be the obvious choice but it it's not a particularly exciting looking guitar. It's very very plain Jane. Yeah, very uh, functional. Yeah, it's it's that, isn't it? And and do I go in do I go in with that and be like the kind of the the gun for hire, and just go in clinical with whatever guitar I want and and basically do what the fuck I want, um, which it'll work. Like a lot of the stuff, it's like R and B soul. Uh, they're all covers, but it's 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 more towards the kind of quote unquote pop end of the spectrum rather than anything yeah. kind of heavier, rocky tones. Um, and a lot of it I could get away with. I mean, there's there's a bunch of like Tina Turner, there's a bunch of Stevie Wonder, and you like, well, there's a lot of Motown there, um, and they they probably use like the three, three, five or like bigger jazz box guitars, but in a really kind of thin and trebly setting. Yeah. I mean, like I know that's probably what people would normally use, but like when you think about that style of music to me, all I'm hearing is I need a strat. And I don't know whether that's because that's what's been in my mind for the last 12 months has been, I need a strat and I've just got one. So that might be, but like when you, when you say that kind of music instantly and like, I think of the, the, you remember I talked about, I did a a festival style gig for a a corporate do the band on before us uh, with that kind of like R and B soul kind of funk stuff. Yeah. And their guitarist was using a silver sky. Oh, there you go. I mean that, but look, legally we can't say that it's a strat, but Oh, it's, <laughs> it's a, a strat. It's fucking strat. It was, it, it was three fucking single coils, and it's shaped like a strat. That's it. And somebody's just taken a little bit out of the bottom horn. That's it. And I think they're they're older bodies as well, aren't they? So yeah, it's a strat. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's by any other by any other term, isn't it? And I mean the Variax isn't like technically a strat, but it's, but it's a, a strat. strat. Yeah. Um, so I, I am in, a, in like two minds. Do I go with that? Do I go with my old trusty uh, LTD Tele? Because again, that that does quite a bit. It's, there's there's a lot of versatility in it, even though it's two pickups rather than three. But I think when you when you're looking for that guitar that will do, that will cover most of the bases that you want to want to be hitting, 
it's got to be a strat, ain't it? It's got to be. Yeah. Um, I think Mr. Bimpson's probably going to be cursing our names now because I think, as far as I remember, he's not too much of a strat fan. Doesn't he hate single coils? I mean, Although, to be fair to him, I'm pretty sure I've seen him recently post before and afters, and it's a strat. And I think he's ripped out the real pickups and put P-rails or whatever you call them, you know, the, the humbucker-sized strat pickups. I mean, that's in, what they're called, humbucker-sized singles, aren't they? Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but he's put, I'm pretty sure he's put one of those in the bridge, and I think there's a pickup in the middle but not in the neck. If I remember rightly from the Facebook post that I scrolled past, and I yeah. think I took it in, but yeah. So he's got a strat so he can back off, but yeah, it's not really a strat. And I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you. If you don't have a tone control on the bridge pickup, a strat is basically pointless. Uh, I mean, you could go about it the way that I do and just not use the bridge pickup for anything. But you can't do that, though. Like, okay, I fucking well can. I can well, tell yes, you. okay, you can. But, like, you need, re- realistically, certainly in the bands that I play in, you need, if, if you need a strat, you need it for the versatility because some of the points you're going to need that strat net pickup sound and some of the points you're going to need the in-betweens and then you are going to need at some point to kick in that kind of yeah, raspy, raucous, dirty, yeah. bluesy, screaming lead of that bridge pickup. I mean, what I'm going to do is I'm going to try and see how much of the gig that I can do without moving from the neck pickup uh, and see if anyone notices, if anyone... Surely like, at some point you're going to be in the wrong place in the mix if you're on the neck pickup for the whole night. Uh, there, there was one point where I have to play uh, Hold the Line by Toto. And I think at that point, I do have Fucking to... Fucking tune. I, I love that put, song. Well, I'm going to have to do some practice, I tell you, because Steve Lukather... That that boy can play. Yeah, but like, hold the line. There's a what, twelve bar, maybe twelve bars of solo, and then the rest of it is piss easy. Yeah. In terms of the the rhythm and the doom doom do do doom doom do do doom doom do do doom 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 there's there's not a great deal, is there? <laughs> no, but yeah, like okay, the solo is what in F sharp minor, if I remember rightly. Yeah, something like that. And okay, there's a bit of speedy bits in the middle, but there is a lot of like hanging on bends and making sure you give the space. So there's there is there's, yeah there is. You don't need to get all of the little fiddly bits exactly right. You just want to transition between the the key parts in a smooth and what I would do is come up with a couple of licks that sound really difficult but aren't that really difficult at all they just sound really quick and you're just kind of sliding and tapping a little bit on the way up to <laughs> the next kind of section that's 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 the route I would go down if I was doing hold the line which yeah. I really it like I'm trying to get my th- my 30th birthday is in November and I'm trying to get a venue for it mm. and I want the two bands that I'm in to do early on in the night and then somebody else to go on later. Yeah. Um, and I really want to put Hold the Line in the set because I just fucking love it as a track. Oh, it's a, it's a massive tune, isn't it? Um, yeah. It's just, it's immense. Um, yeah, for my for my 30th, I um, oh, hired out like a hall thing and got a bunch of musicians that I know to basically come in, set up a stage and do live karaoke. 
and it was <laughs> fan bloody tastic. Um, yeah. I ended up playing a lot of the night because, like, some of the people who I bought were like work colleagues who didn't want to join in with the karaoke because they were just a bit afraid. So I was like, okay, I'll I'll basically play a set with the the musicians that I've got with me, uh, and I ended up just like fronting a band for a night, which is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. um, but there you go. Um, that's that's one way of doing a thirtieth. That was like yeah. What? Oh, fuck! Like almost five years ago. Now. Shit, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, like, like I, I left it a little bit late in the day, so because obviously with COVID, everyone's pushed all their stuff back. So I like I've been looking for two, two and a half months now, and I'm just like everywhere's already booked, and there's a couple mm. of places that are like, oh, well, we're not sure. We've had people reserve the date but not confirm anything, and they're I'm waiting for them to get back to me, and like it's just getting like, closer and closer to the date, and. If it's not on that day and it's not the end of the world, they'll probably just push it into the middle of, like, kind of after after everyone's been done their Christmas and January stuff and push it into there and just have, like, a belated 30th or something. But I'd, I'd, I just want to, like, have a night where there's, like, maybe, like, I've got a mate who does um, some acoustic sets, so maybe have him open the night. The, the two bands that I'm in do an hour set each and then somebody else do two hours to finish the night off and just so I can play a little bit and then get pissed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it sounds like a, like a wicked wicked way to spend the night, like just a massive gig and just enjoying music and an atmosphere after so long of not being able to do it. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, hats off for it. Um, We were talking about strats. <laughs> yeah, you were saying that you've decided that you're using a strat for your... Yeah. R&B, but you're going to have to use the bridge pickup and hold the line. I think I will, yeah. But that's there's, the only one. That is yeah, the only one. There's, there's no way around that. That's a bridge pickup. It's definitely a bridge pickup. Unless. I mean, I I would argue that's probably a humbucker, but... <laughs> I mean, you're, you're pushing it now, Matt. You're pushing it. <laughs> what I might do is just get a treble booster and still use the neck. <laughs> That'll, that'll show them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> just, uh, turn a fucking range master on. <laughs> you know, just keep keep adding treble boosters until it get, until it becomes bridgy enough. It just becomes so piercing of a tone. Oh, I can, like you can you can hear that sound, can't you? In your head, yeah. and it's not pleasant. Yeah, but I, still, I'm, I'm sure I've I'm sure I've seen people where they've done exactly that they don't want to change the pickups and they've got three different like levels of brightness and they just kick them all in in consecutive and you're just going eh, it sounds like a blues junior stop yeah stop yeah it hurts it hurts mm. right I, th- I think i should probably talk about some of the stuff that i've done this week because we are we're approaching kind of halfway and we have got some news to do this week um reluctantly <laughs> Yes. No, we've got some. We've got some pretty interesting news, but then we've got the ESPs. What have I been up to this week? What have I been up to? I have been up to many things. No, I haven't. I've been on holiday. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'd ha- I'd finished probably about two thirds of a video for Pedalboards of Doom before before I left for holiday. I was hoping to get it done before I went, so I could have it released over when I, when I was on a holiday. That was not the case. I was still missing one segment. Um, 
But when I got back, uh, I managed to, to finish it off pretty quickly because I knew what I needed to do. I had a week to think about what I was going to do. <laughs> um, so I, I did that and I got it all kind of knocked out pretty quickly. And then we, we had it release on Tuesday of this week, which was um, a, a deeper dive video on the Xander Surplus. Oh, nice. Uh, so I'd mentioned on the last uh, the last video that I did, uh, which was the unboxing one, that, that I was going to do like deeper uh, deeper dive videos for, uh, for those two pedals. Uh, and the Surplus one came out first because I think I'd, like, I'd put it up as a poll... Um, and said like which one would you want to see first and a few people got back and says oh surplus we want to we want to hear about the surplus um and i I kind of agreed because um like xander uh xander pedals alex over at xander pedals does some absolutely fantastic um demos for his his products um but the uh the surplus is like your uh green overdrive and then some, but it's it's very much kind of in that, um, like very specific shaping overdrive boost, um, kind of territory, um, and that is not the wheelhouse of Xander. Like Xander's stuff is, um, very kind of nineties, two thousands alt, um, kind of like Smashing Pumpkins. Um, all of those kinds of, um, like kind of like heavy, heavier tones, um, very melodic kind of chordal stuff, but it's very much geared towards that kind of really heavy, um, blanket of, uh, blanket of gain rather than the, the more, um, (laughs) it's it's a sense snobby to say refined, um, but you, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like the the the, the gainy side is is more of like a, a texture, whereas yeah. the uh, the over, like getting subtle overdrive is very much um, it it's like a sprinkling on top of what you what your guitar's already doing. Um, I mean, such is the um, the nature of using less gain. Um, so I thought that it would make sense to go for that one first because it contrasts very much from what Xander's already done with it. Um, so I thought, yeah, let's do it. Um, we've got two tracks in the uh, in the demo. One is based on <laughs> the uh, our favourite blues lawyer dad, uh, flip flop <laughs> salesman, uh, Mr. Joe Bonamassa, and it features. Uh, it features the guitar that's over here. This is that doesn't help our listeners. Um, which no, is, and you just pointed to a wardrobe as well. So <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's 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 propped up against the wardrobe. It's the um, the Fletcher Stratotelli, uh, which again, for all the best intentions, is a is a strat. Um, it's a bit of a, a bit of a softer sounding strat because I think they are Alnico two pickups. Okay. So it, you, it's it's the top end a little bit tamer. Yeah, it, like the top end's rolled off a little bit, uh, and it's a bit smoother. So I use that for the rhythm track, uh, and then I use the Gibson midtone for the the lead stuff. And like shit, that guitar sounds good. Um, but yeah. it, again, propped up really nicely by the um, by the Xander, which I'm using less like less again, 
and more of just like a almost like a presence and volume boost a little bit okay. um, and it just enhances what we've already got there with the the semi-hollow humbuckery tone so the, there's that uh but then i thought because the the surplus does do that like tube screen everything but it then it goes way way um way above and beyond uh and if you use the the uh, response control which is the like, essentially like a bass control um and you you like, run that near maximum you get more gain as well and if you run that and like you brighten up the tone a bit uh the 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 amount of gain that you've got works as a crunch channel yeah um so thought what what better way to do a crunch channel than uh, thin lizzy uh, like thin lizzy humbuckers uh so i've got i've cracked out the les ball um and i was having a chat with a few um a, a, like a few uh a few people i think stuart tate um who else is there? The Underflukes, uh, JSA. Like, I've got all of them in like a little group chat kind of thing. Um, and I was just saying, like, I, like, I'd almost written off the fact that I own a Les Paul um, as um, it's something that I wouldn't be able to buy if I'd sold it. Like, if I sell yeah. it now, I wouldn't be able to justify spending what I'd have to spend to get another Les Paul. Um and I kind of resigned that in my in my mind that the reason I have a Les Paul is because I wouldn't wouldn't be able to get another one if I didn't have a Les Paul. Um, but I I played it, uh, and once I'd stopped recording, I still carried on playing it because it sounded great. And paired with the surplus, like the, those two, like the guitar and the pedal together, just made sense. Yeah, uh, I, like, I, and I think, like, I get where you're coming from in terms of, oh, I've kept the Les Paul because, you know, it, you've got to drop 500 quid more than you would have dropped 10 years ago, even on the second-hand market. Yeah. So I get where you could, but, like, it's one of those iconic tones that, like, even if you don't use it for six months, a year, two years, mm. you come back to it and you'll go, oh, do you know what? I know why I've got one of these. Yeah. And the, the neck as well, it's it's not like the strats. Uh, uh, that's a very obvious statement, but it's 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 a different experience. It makes me play differently because yeah. it feels different. It's a very different animal, and like even if you're playing along to the same style of music, you'll play different things that you, on a Les Paul that you would on a Strat. And they, like strats and tellies, kind of feel the same ish. Yeah, there's but, the similarities. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But like, I and I don't think I change. I change much of the way I play with a Strat or a Telly. But Strat and a Les Paul or Telly to a Les Paul, I'll play completely differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it kind of it encourages me to play a little bit like I did when I was younger, which is like balls to the wall, uh, trying to wring out as much source out of the guitar as I can. Um, whereas the Strat, I, I feel like I, I want to play a more sophisticated guitar sound. Yeah, and like, I, I, I don't know, like, it also for me kind of influences the, the sounds and pedals that I use. Like, um, on the on the Strat, like, 
even yes okay i went away and i used the fuzz pedal and i used the high gain side of the messiah and very quickly i was like no let's cut all this back let's just a little bit of a like pushed martial sound have a tube screamer in front of it just in case i want to push it turn the game right down on the tube screamer and it's just there to kind of push the front end of the quote-unquote amp that is a pedal on my pedal board a little bit harder um, and just kind of have those like and and it's the sophisticated is probably the wrong word but it's that kind of like the more adult is probably the wrong word as well but it's, it's that kind of tone that you want as you as you get older you kind of move away from high gain balls to the wall 100 million notes a second yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of or like all these screaming high 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 gain bends and stuff to a more kind of like slower melodical kind of just like yeah like a I yeah a more sophisticated kind of feel yeah yeah it's it's more of a kind of thoughtful playing isn't it you you're thinking more about the melody you're thinking more about like the musicality of it what will fit whereas if you're running high again and you're running humbuckers and you're you're doing that kind of slam the bridge pickup on turn all the controls to 10 and, and just hold on for dear life it's more yeah. of a guttural thing it's more of a like responsive thing you are you're not thinking about it you're not using your minds to try and uh come up with the clever choice come up with the melodic choice you just go in this is like animalistic almost yeah um, and it's two like the polar opposites of guitar um but it, it made me realize that that's why i own that guitar that is like even though i might convince myself that it's because i can't can't afford to get another one uh actually the reason why i do have it is because it's it's, it's a fun. fantastic tool yeah it's a fantastic yeah. tool in the arsenal and sometimes um that's sometimes, what you need yeah sometimes i'll i'll, I'll want floaty Hendrixian chord changes and whatnot, and I'll grab a Strat or I'll grab a Tele if I want just rip roaring guitar. I'll get to the Les Paul. Yeah, uh, and that's yeah, like the the most fun I had at the surplus. As much as I want want to say it was the like the adding little bits of sauce on and and doing doing the bluesy thing. It wasn't. It was the Les Paul. It was the Les Paul. The bridge pickup. And yeah. Like playing some faux Lizzie harmonies, um, <laughs> it just put a smile on my face. So, yeah, th- there we go. That's that's my recommendation. Get a surplus, get a look, a humbucker guitar, and just have at it. Um, so there was that. Uh, but like all all of the uh, the gain example was from the pedal itself. I didn't like run it into a driving amp to yeah. to push it already. It was it was all that. Yeah, uh, and those pedals aren't really designed for they're designed for like a pedal platform amp really like you can run them into a hot amp but i think most people who are going to buy one of those pedals are, are going to be running it in the into a clean amp and that's going to be your where you get your drive tone from yeah yeah possibly i mean because it is along the veins of like a tube screamer style circuit like it does the overdrive it does the mid hump it can yes, it can work e- easily in front of an amp but there's but, so much more to it yeah, uh, and like part of the video, the bit like weirdly the bit that the the um, audio cuts out in like midway through um, was the bit where I go through the uh, the eight way clipping diode selector to show what all the differences um, of of each of them are. Um, 
you didn't like accidentally play the sweet child and mine riff in each of the different clipping <laughs> options did you mm-hmm. and now you're wondering why it's gone silent <laughs> that's it no uh, like i did i checked back because i'd got a comment on uh, on the pedal boards of doom uh youtube channel and it, it come up and the guy it was a, a, a guy who like quite kindly pointed out a oh, great demo uh like 441 like time stamped it and said uh, there's no audio here what's going on um so i had a look at it i listened back to it i went and checked it to see if there's any copyright strikes on it nothing had flagged up like all the checks had come back fine uh, and then i went on to like into my uh, computer hard drive to check what was going on at that point um and it was just kind of random bluesy licks like a few chords nothing that really sounded like anything yeah so. Uh, so I'm really sorry to anyone who's watched that video and has missed a minute of my bluesy dad licks. Um, I can only I can only apologise. Uh, hopefully, I have emailed YouTube and asked to see if they can uh, reinstate the audio without me having to like take the video down and then re-upload. Oh, pardon me, because yeah. that like it'd mess with the the algorithm. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and it'll master the, the analytics, and then yeah, it just harms you in the long run. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I, it's it's that, isn't it? Uh, I don't really because it's not my YouTube channel. I don't want to be doing stuff that's gonna like give it like a little fucked up blip in the middle. Um, and I, I don't want to like lose out on the views that are already on it. Uh, because like people, even like even though that chap had like made a made a comment that the the audio was missing we went on then to have a have a chat about the the video um and i don't want to don't want to lose that that comment as well because i really enjoy uh the interactions that i have with the the audiences like be it on my channel yeah. or with the peapod stuff we're getting actually we we have had some horrible horrible uh comments on the the uh, pedal boys of doom youtube channel when we used to do like the news segments and people didn't understand what it was about uh there, there were some uh there were some like just not not nice things but i found them quite funny um but it seems like more and more that uh the pedal buzzer doom channel is cultivating some of that positivity uh, that my channel has got uh, and i'm loving that it's good uh because it it really does it makes like the the videos take take ages especially the ones for pedal boards of doom because it's essential. Like the the no talk or tone ones, I can crack out within a night. Like I'll come back home from work and I'll like do the recording. It'll take me about twenty minutes, half hour, um, and then the editing and like all the uploading. It'll be done by the time I'm going to bed. Um, the pedal boards of doom stuff. Each and every segment in that video, like each and every one minute, uh, like video clip of me playing like a song example. That's a nightmare. Um, yeah. Like sometimes even more because like I have to arrange a piece of music, um, and like some some of the stuff you can just like off the top of your head like I can play a Thin Lizzy track, like a Thin Lizzy style track, uh, and some of them I I don't even change all that much. I'll I'll, uh, I'll take an actual Thin Lizzy track, like download a MIDI drum example of that <laughs> uh, Thin Lizzy track, and yeah. then like change one chord in the chord progression like change the lead bit or something yeah um but yeah like each of those take so it will take an, another night and another night 
Uh, and if I work at that lock solidly, two weeks is probably the shortest that it will take. No, so they do. They t- they take a long, long time. But we're getting these really comment, like really positive people coming back and just going, "Oh yeah, I really enjoyed that." Or that made me think about that pedal in a completely different way, um, and that makes it worth worth the effort yeah. that goes into it. Um, obviously, this week we've got the No Talk or Tone coming coming up about the surplus as well. It will be out by the time this video is up. This video uh, podcast is up. Hopefully, fingers crossed that none of the audio is missing from that one. <laughs> <laughs> we will wait and see. We will. Uh, yeah, because I, I obviously I do a little check as I'm editing it, uh, but I don't check it again when it gets uploaded to YouTube. Oh, well. No, we'll we'll leave that there for now. We've got a bit of news and we've got a bow. Probably about 20 minutes, like 20 good minutes, 20 solid minutes to um, to tackle this news. We were talking a little bit. We mentioned uh, Mr. Mark Knopfler and the um, the old Dire Straits a bit earlier. We did. We did. I've been playing a lot of either playing along to Sultans of Swing or the other stuff on that album or just, yes, I just... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, the Messiah is another thing that kind of points point you in his direction. So yeah, I've been playing a lot of Martin Offler, no matter what guitars I'm using at the moment. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the Messiah. It's it does really well at that kind of uh, pushed Marshall, uh, crunchy, like a good bass tone. But if you if you wind it back as well, it get, it it does the subtle stuff as well. Yeah, I think I remember when the first time I played it, like I accidentally found the settings for Brothers in Arms and just like it'll do that kind of, it'll force you to put the pick down and just kind of push the gain up a little bit and then take it back away with your fingers and just give you that like that kind of like that Brothers in Arms tone. I need to crack it, my Messiah. It's been a while. It's been a while. Uh, a lot of my guitar playing is um, pedal demos these days. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take some time to just play because I got one of the V ones. Like I think 001 actually. I think I've got one of the first ones. Yeah. Well, I've got the um, the Tolex oh, pre 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 V one, and I've also got the V whatever the do the dual fuck switches. Whether that's V two or V three, I don't know because V one was grey sides with a purple top yeah to me then v2 was the pur- the all purple yeah and then if it's the dual foot switch to me that's v3 <laughs> yeah 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 possibly yeah so yeah uh, but yeah i don't know it, it depends if they do the full tone um naming system which oh yeah v1.2.4.7 yeah well so you 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 <laughs> you like your standard and then you you like purple completely purple would be like V one point one and one point two, and then then the dual foot switch would be two point six or something. Yeah, because <laughs> because that's <laughs> for the sake of it. <laughs> yeah, that's how it went. Um, yeah. Um, right. Sorry, I derailed that. Mark Knopfler. <laughs> yeah, Mark Knopfler. Mark Knopfler. Uh, news. Yeah, we're doing news. Honestly, um, sir, I've I've done a done a little something something. If you've watched any of the footage of Knopfler in the later eighties, early nineties. Which, to be fair, with the majority of uh, like the Dire Straits stuff that you will catch on like YouTube and whatnot, 
he will be playing a uh, a pencer, um, which is like the the precursor to the sir. Um, it's a very very striking uh, guitar. Uh, it's it's a bit of a weird one as well actually because it had a Floyd Rose, which you'd go mm, like Martin Offler with a Floyd Rose, and then to to further compound that. Mm, um, you also had a humbucker and two single coils, and they were all EMGs. Yeah, and I always used to think they were lace sensors, but they're not, are they? They're white EMGs. They are, they are white EMGs, yeah. Um, yeah, specifically an 85 and two SAs, aren't they? Um, I will take your word for it. I don't know in that much detail. Yeah, I mean, like, the, I, I have got a friend who had a this is a weird like a weird guitar but it was a lag um lag arcane um like an AK1000 I think which is a lot their their top spec one and that had an 8185 but had a SA as well so it was like HSH um and that thing like although it was super straty like an HSH super strat it had some subtlety in it as well um, I know we were we were absolutely ragging on EMGs last week. Uh, yeah, uh, but if if you set your like your amps and your your setup to those pickups, they can they can do other yeah. things. And I've just remembered, but um, this guitar that we're talking about, the the Penta, yeah. um, I have played a sure a sure reissue of one of these. Oh, so Steve had one, and I don't know what year it was, but. Um, for the first fret fest that we did that we did where we kind of went down to steve's he had one of these um and it was a very odd kind of thing because it was a carved top yeah but it was a strat shape yeah and it, and then looks like hss but it's not like subtle hss it's these these emg style pickups i don't know whether it had emgs in it or whether it had like sir's own versions but they looked mm. like them and yeah, it's just a, it's a very odd guitar. It wasn't my favourite to play. Like of the Sours, I preferred the modern and the like the standard modern and the standard classics that they've mm-hmm. got. But it it was just this weird kind of sensation of it feels like it should be a different shape because it's a carved top. And yeah, just it's trying to be a Les Paul and a Strat. And a Strat. And a, yeah. Like yeah, all in one strat. go. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was just a very very weird playing experience. Yeah, but I suppose that makes sense for Knopfler because he, like, equally has used the Strat, but also yeah. Les Paul. So, yeah. like, to get all of that, actually, that might be the 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 sweet spot that meets it all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a very iconic um, uh, iconic guitar, and Sir have done a a reissue. Um, so it's called the the Standard Legacy. Uh, so you've got two options this time. You don't have to have the Floyd Rose, uh, but you can have a Goto two point trim and a Tusk nut or a Floyd Rose and the uh, the subsequent uh, locking nut as well. Uh, you've got the EMG eighty five SAA SAA three a three way switch, which is strange. Well, it's, uh, nobody needs those in between sounds. It's not like you know Knopfler was was known for using those in between sounds at all or anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, you could, you could wedge does it. 
Does it, I was going to say, does it come with like a, a toothpick or something for you to wedge in either side? <laughs> Possibly. I mean, if if you're going to that trouble, you might as well just give give you the option. Give us a five of, way. <laughs> yeah, I see. Uh, master volume, master toad as well. Uh, African akume uh, with maple top, ten to fourteen inch radius on twenty two stainless steel frets. So it's, it is. Oh, in terms of specification, it's a it is a stacked guitar, isn't it? Um, Absolutely, it's got a lot going on. Um, however, with such uh, with great power comes great responsibility, as Spider Man once said. No, he was Uncle Ben, wasn't he? He was right, rice, <laughs> ricey, ricey uncle. Um, it's it's, it's th- three thousand seven hundred ninety nine euros. So that's a three lot. Of- half grand, yeah. I mean, but it's it, like it's a so it's a. I'm not going to say it's definitely the reissue of a, um, a well-known guitar, but it, it's very much hinting at that, isn't it? Without oh, yeah, calling yeah. it, a, without calling it a Mark Knopfler sig- signature, yeah. Because I don't it, think that's what this guitar was called originally, but like, that's yeah, exactly yeah. what it's aiming at, and like, it's it's that kind of yeah, yeah. yeah just it, yeah, it's, it's a tribute to the guitar before Mark Knopfler made it his thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but. In terms of Sirs, this isn't. It's not wildly out of the price point of a Sir, is it? No, no, not. At all. I mean, like, I don't know what Sirs start at, but I wouldn't imagine that you'd find a new Sir for less than like probably two and a half grand these days. Yeah, that sounds about fair. Uh, and we've we've argued the point: is that right? Is that not right? We're not going to be buying one anyone anytime soon. Yeah, uh, I mean, and and people will always just kind of argue that once you kind of get above above two grand those little increments that the guitars make whilst they they would change a 600 quid guitar into an 800 quid guitar once you're getting into that kind of range up there then you know the people are willing to pay people who are willing to buy a two grand guitar will spend two and a half grand for one extra feature or slightly different this or slightly different that and that's just kind of the way where the market is and you yeah. can't kind of really like, yes, it annoys us, but you can't really criticise Sir for cashing in on that. Well, it's, they're catering for a market that is not us, and as much as it, like as the the lower tier, uh, the like the the cheaper end of the market, which we would sit in, there are the like there is a market there. There are people who will buy that. And actually, we like we rag on the fact that the price point is quite high. It's going to retain value, if not go up as well, because they're like they're limited runs. They're yeah. pointing towards a guitar, like an iconic guitar. They're not gonna they're not gonna fall rapidly in value, like um, I don't know, like a a new uh, Gibson that you buy or a new. Fender that you buy, like a yeah. off-the-shelf wood, much like a uh, a brand new BMW or Mercedes or whatever, like loses X amount of percentage off the uh, price once you drive it off the forecourt. Same thing with guitars, like, like production model guitars. Yeah, that will happen. This is not one of those. It is a it's a limited run. Yeah, and it's a it's it's a premium instrument, and then it's a limited run from a premium instrument company. Yeah, yeah. So as much as it's not like we're not going to be buying it, and there's probably very few people who listen to this who would be buying it. There is a market for it, um, and actually, 
it's pretty cool to report about because like we've we're both fans of uh, Dire Straits and will have seen yes the, I've seen hundreds of performances where he's been playing that guitar. Yeah, yeah. Look, okay, it's, maybe it's not hundreds that I've seen individually, but like, yeah, I've I've seen that guitar thousands of times in videos. Like, whether it's just been scrolling through to play along, or just scrolling through YouTube, or you know, I feel like I listened to a bit of Dire Straits today, or like you see him at Crossroads, or you see him playing with other guitarists, like. And it, like all the bands and stuff in the in the like early nineties, where he's using that guitar pretty much exclusively. Yeah, yeah, like doing twelve-minute versions of uh, Sultans of Swings, <laughs> <laughs> like having the solo that lasts pretty much the length of, of the original track. Yeah, and when he spends about two minutes doing that, and you listen to the yeah, and then the like you listen to the record, and he does it for like four bars, and then moves on, and then you see him live, and he's doing it for like two and a half minutes, and he's built up to it from low down, and he's yeah, and like he he moves away from it for a bit, and then he's back to the fast, and just yeah, uh, yeah, he's a like a giant <laughs> note cock tease, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, oh, if anything was a was a podcast title that. That's going to be. <laughs> but yeah, no, like, yeah, I, I absolutely love Knopfler. Like, this guitar is one of those iconic guitars. Okay, you know, it's it's not the first thing that you think of when you think of an iconic guitar, but when you see it, you think of Knopfler, you think of Dire Straits, you think of just, just like, certainly if, you, if you're if you a Dire Straits fan, you'll think of all the times you've seen him play that guitar, and it's countless, countless times. Absolutely, absolutely. So... As much as it's like we're not going to be buying one, we we could appreciate it. Um, Absolutely. Right now to something that we can't appreciate. I did hint that we were going to be talking about ESP, uh, and largely they're a company that I'm down with. I've got the like the telly. I've covered a few of their strats before, and like I'm down with ESP. ESP, uh, the. They're a bit like the, if Ibanez were at one side of the scale in terms of like modern and super stray and, and all of that, they're a little bit shifted towards the vintage side because they do like they, their eclipse shape, the, the Les Paul, they always have got like a a, a Duncan JB Jazz um, quilt top version yeah. or like they'll have their tellies. Uh, and they did like that the one that I've got the like the Ronnie Wood looking looking one. Yep. So they they they've got they've got that from me. I've 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 noted that. I'm like ESP were cool. Um but this this definitely isn't that. So they've they've done a, a run of guitars and it's called let me just get this right. So it's the eighty seven reissue Rainbow Crackle. Uh, and that is as tasteless as it sounds. Um, <laughs> so essentially what you've got is you've got like a rainbow finish, which is like a metallic, uh, metallic rainbow finish on each of these guitars. But then they've got like a black finish on top, which has got cracks in it, which you can just see the, the rainbow sparkly metallic finish underneath. So it's, it's almost subtle. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's almost. I mean, it's 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 a, like an eighty-seven reissue, so it's not going to be subtle because 
the eighties were anything but. Yeah, they weren't known for subtlety the way that it was the decade of excess and and like that is to be yeah, expected. Whether it, whether it was your gain or your chorus pedal, everything was turned to eleven. That's it. Yeah, yeah, uh, and these very much are the finish that represents a chorus pedal turned up to 11 or <laughs> like your rack mounted Marshall preamp turned up to 11. Uh, so we've got a few, uh, a few shapes here. Uh, so we've got, we're going to start with the eclipse 87 and you'd think eclipse 87 would be less uh, pole shaped. Yeah. I'd, like it might be there. They've got, cause they've got a thinner body less pole shape and that's a little bit kind of, I don't want to say twisted, but like it, you, like you can tell, like it's a, a super strat, but a Les Paul, a super Les Paul kind of. Yeah, you're like thin, thinner kind. body, but like the contours are a bit more extreme. So it's it's yeah. almost uh, along the Ibanez S series in terms of ergonomics and like thin like thinness to the body. No, yeah. so where it says Eclipse here, it means it actually means Telecaster. Um, what? <laughs> yeah. But the Eclipse is a less ball shape. What? Uh, so what I assume from this is that the Eclipse was their catch-all term for like single cuts because a Telecaster is a single cut. Okay. Uh, and in the 80s, they probably ran with that under the tele- uh, the Telecaster shape under the, the Eclipse, Eclipse mantra. Okay. So I'm assuming that's what it is. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I assume that's probably where, we, where we're hinting at. But it is, it's a bit of a mind fuck. Uh, so you've got two two different versions here. You've got a standard uh, like Gibson style hardtail version, and then a Floyd Rose version. Because of course you have. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you got a JB and fifty nine humbucker in it. So it's not it's not Telecaster flavored. It's a yeah. It's, it's a Les Paul. Yeah, essentially. Um, but they are splittable. Uh, and so it's a modern Les Paul. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's got versatility on its side, but it's it's a it's a rock guitar. But and that kind of that features across across the board with these because they are eighty seven reissues. They are not here for subtlety. They are <laughs> here for chorus up to eleven. Um, but that's uh, ten nine nine in terms of dollars. Uh, we've okay. got the the M one, which is like if if you so, wanted. So yeah, carry on. Uh, M1, so that's that's what Chapman calls his uh, Telecaster shape, isn't it? No, that's the ML3, I think. I thought the ML1 was the telly. No, ML1 is the Strat. ML2 is the single cut LP style. And then the uh, ML3. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I've no idea what shape this thing is going to be. Because, uh, yeah, M... <laughs> M- mo- M- modern, mo- super. So that's super strat because it's modern. Yeah, so it is super strat. Yes. Way <laughs> you win one internet point. Um, Excellent. And in terms of like how eighties rock shred, this is like out of the entire lineup. This is the most. This is the single most one. Uh, so it is a single pickup, a Duncan distortion. Uh, it's got an EMG PA active boost on board as well, and has got a Floyd Rose. So if your Duncan distortion isn't enough, click <laughs> this button to push it up to 50 million and 11. That's it, to double distortion. Whoa. <laughs> yes, this button makes it go to 22. Yeah, oh, fuck me. Like, 
no, nothing pains me more than than this style of guitar. But there you go. Uh, yeah, Floyd Rose as well. One 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 nine nine. So an extra hundred dollars on top of that one. You're getting less pickups, but you are getting a active boost for your yeah. Duncan. But you are getting the eighties. You are definitely getting the eighties. Oh yeah, yeah. Like if if you're going for like a rainbow crackle finish, you might as well go the entire hog. Like sack off the the neck pickup and have a Floyd Rose system and just go full shred because why not uh, so there's that there's the Mirage Deluxe which is very similar um, but instead of being a single pickup this is no it's got a hot rail in the neck um, and again the Duncan Distortion the bridge uh, both are splittable uh, and it's got a Floyd Rose as well um, I didn't write down the price for that but I think it was 1099 Oh yeah, I have. Yeah, sorry, ten nine nine. So yeah. that one again is a little bit cheaper. Uh, I assume these are um, from the the ESP range and not the LTD uh, range. So it's going to be uh, Japanese made or at very very least you'd expect like Korean. Um, and then we've got a base. Okay. I mean, it's a base. It's called the Surveyor. It's a PGA setup. It looks like a P base. Uh, and it's nine nine nine. Okay. Um, less money because there's less strings. Yeah, well, that's it, yeah. And <laughs> less people care about it. <laughs> Did I say that? Oops. Oh, Bimson's going to be all over you after this pod. <laughs> Come for it. I'm ready. <laughs> oh, dear. I reckon we've got time for one last bit of news before, yeah, we, uh, go on. before we wrap up. Um, but yeah, I think... Just to to put a neat little bow on those ESPs, not for me. Yeah, <laughs> there was someone, but just not for me. Uh, right, so, I mean, you, yeah. yeah. Oh, I was gonna say you you sound like I don't know whether you've seen the viral video of the horse at the the Pride Festival where they've they've painted a zebra crosser as a, a zebra crossing as a rainbow, and okay. the horse sees it and just has a massive panic attack at this rainbow. <laughs> Oh, fuck. <laughs> just, like, it's, it's a police horse and it's just going absolutely schizo and dancing around it rather than going over it. And it's just, yeah, with you, like, not not liking the rainbow crackle or whatever it's called, it's just... That's yeah, what I'm, I'm imagining you doing now. No, don't want anything to do with it. Run away from it. Get away from it as quickly as possible. I will I will dance around the, uh, the, the rainbow <laughs> zebra crossing uh, of guitar. Um, so there you go, yeah. Uh, final final bit of news Moore um, they are giving you Moore for your money Wait. <laughs> oh, um, so they are looking to expand their X2 range um, to include the uh, D7 and the R7 which were previously like mini style uh, like multi um, multi-faceted delay and reverb pedals. Uh, they have been out for quite a while. There's more in that range. I think there was two more. I know there's definitely the E7, which was uh, like synth engine kind of stuff. But we're looking at the delay and the reverb one uh, today. Which the for the X2, they have they have made these pedals a lot more useful because they crammed all of that technology into mini pedals last time 
there's not much you could do in terms of switching. Uh, you'd pretty much set your tone or uh, whatever you wanted on it, and then you'd be able to just switch it on and switch it off. Yeah. Um, but they they've changed that. They've they've put it in a bigger enclosure now, uh, and added uh, two foot switches. So you can either have like on and off, and then the delay you've got a tap tempo, the reverb you have got an, an infinite reverb sustain. So you can you can have those ambient soundscapey, yeah. almost like a an AHX freeze, I'd assume, but for the yeah. reverb. Um, so there's that. If you press them together, it it puts it into uh, like banking mode where you can bank between presets then which is fantastic so yeah. it's then making it ultimately more usable a little bit kind of pointing pointing at like the m5 and trying to take yeah. a little chunk of that market yeah Maybe. well it's like the the reverb and delay setting like which is i imagine like unless you're big on your um modulations but not big on spending money most people are using their m5s as reverb and delay pedals like that's what i use it for oh you'd be a fool not to because though they are very good sounds in the m5 yeah i mean that's what that's where like for me most of the the use of the m5 comes from those reverb and delay. well not necessarily the reverb because i've got two reverb pedals on my board but the delay settings like i that's what i use them for mostly and yeah like that's exactly it kind of moving between banks is that is the same same as the m5 and then if you've got four or five banks that you can use like that's that's how i imagine most people use their m5s so mm, absolutely so i mean it's kind of taken the chunk out of that market obviously it's not as uh as swiss army because um, yeah. you've got everything within the the uh, the box of an M5 but they've got they've got some quite ambient sounds in these there's like um I can't remember what the the what they called it but like crystal delay or something like that where it's like shimmery shimmery <laughs> delays and whatnot so they've they've, yeah. they've pointed towards uh like some ambient sounds with these and I think that function in and of itself that new function allowing you to bank between the presets or tap tempo or uh, infinite sustain unlocks a lot of potential within that as a pedal not only have they done that though however they have added what is possibly even more useful which is a stereo in and stereo out okay because it's in yeah. having a bigger box they've they've got the the real estate to do that room for it and that kind of takes it up that next level as well doesn't it like mm. if you're using like good reverb and good delay sounds generally you want them in stereo because it just widens the sound again and just gives you that that perfect like um it's it's kind of the thing that they would do in a studio anyway so yeah yeah yeah. i mean even if you don't use it live you might use it for recording uh, purposes yeah might use it as a recording and then it, give, it does give you that option of like absolute width 
getting massive, massive saying scopes. So yeah, that's really good. Um, the algorithms are all the same by by the sounds of it. Uh, they haven't done much tweaking there because they they were generally quite well received. I remember seeing, uh, I think it was a Guitar Geek demo of the delay uh, unit, uh, and he was really impressed with it. Like the yeah. the earlier versions, and I think. I'm I'm not entirely sure if I can say this, but I'm gonna anyway. But I think he might um have the new versions as well. So maybe I'll watch out for that. But this Absolutely. is this is mum's the words, don't tell anyone. Unless his demos are out by now, then I I I completely guessed it. Um <laughs> <laughs> There we go. Uh, there's no no prices on them at the moment, but we had a little bit of a chat before the podcast on this, and it, the like the competition that we see for it is the the Hoff and the the flashback two, which fair play are probably more functional. Uh, they do have the stereo thing. I think they've both got um, expression out. So it can allow for the two foot switch thing, but adds more cost onto it. Yeah. But they they are a bit more of a trusted brand than Moor because they they've been established for longer, and they have the um, the added bonus of the the mash function, which is fair enough. But those are kind of I think they're about one. You said one five nine was the last time you checked. Yeah, but that's that's quite a while ago now but i don't imagine that they'll, they'll have changed that much like the i would say around the 150 mark which is what you said to begin with and yeah yeah that's that's kind of where i'm i'm feeling that they are whether the prices have changed or not we don't care we in our hearts and minds they are around 150 so if these moors could come in at around 110 like if they could do it for less than 100 this is like game changing but if they could do it for about 110 maybe up to 120 that would give you enough enough where you'd pause for thought and go hmm do i want to go do i want to spend that extra extra push to get the the tc stuff or is this uh is this more tempting me away because i think if they if they're coming in at 150 you'd pretty much just go no i'll go for the hoff or i'll go for the flashback yeah, but if they can come in at that one ten, one twenty, maybe just maybe, we might have to change that. Why was it? Gear for music, hundred and fourteen quid for a half two. Oh shit, man! Shit! <laughs> <laughs> you, you so. games up, more. You games up. <laughs> if you can do them for seventy quid, <laughs> you could do like that's cheaper than the uh, cheaper the old than the, small the box one foot switch one. Yeah, so I guess they're probably going direct competition. I mean, like, I'm seeing a, cu- a couple of the other companies, but they're based in Europe, so they won't have VAT on, but they're doing them even cheaper than that. But yeah, like, yeah, it looks like the fuck. Flashback 2 and the Tins, 100 quid. Oh, fuck, mate. Like, you are absolutely killing it, TC. What? <laughs> like, give the competition a chance. Come on, guys. Just come on. They've definitely come down a lot in price recently. Oh, yeah, definitely. I remember them being 150. And to be fair, at 150, they're still a pretty decent decent deal. 
Yeah, I wonder if there's maybe word in the background of maybe Hoff 3 or something or or changes to to something about them for them to have dropped that much. I've, I think I need a I think I need a Hoff. <laughs> Look. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at this going, should I click buy now on that, that, that flashback just in case it goes back up yeah, in price? Shit, man. Like, look, the Hoff is the one that I don't have because I've got, I've got the flashback V1. Yeah, I don't have a, I don't have a flashback. I've got a Hoff V1. Oh, man, do we do we buy one each and just shit like fuck? Um, I know this started off as a new segment for Moore, but he's now gone. It's now turned into do Matt, Matt and myself buy buy TC products because that's a pretty banging deal. It is, but like like you say, it does make it very much more difficult for these moor pedals because oh yeah, the fuck all of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden, even if they come in at ninety quid and they're like a tenner cheaper, yeah, you still look at them and you go, hmm. Yeah, you'd you'd be talking seventy five is probably your your upper end. Yeah, and then but even then, like at seventy five, you start to worry about the building the bit like the the build quality you start to worry about the algorithms that are going to be inside them and tc like you said have been around making these algorithms since since the 80s they're you know tried and tested and scary thing guys but that's 40 years of of doing these algorithms so the 80s 80s was 15 years ago and i will hear nothing more of that (laughs) 1981 was 40 years ago no, no, it was fifty max. I, I will, I will concede to twenty. Yeah, but that's, that's it. Nineteen eighty was twenty years ago. Nineteen ninety was ten years ago. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, we're old, man. We're getting old. I mean, yeah. you're you're still young. You're in your twenties. Yeah, for um, another couple of months. Yeah, then welcome to back pain. I've just, yeah been there. Got got the t-shirt, whatever that saying is. I've got the girthy dicks t-shirt. Yeah, I've got your girthy dicks t-shirt. Yeah, yeah, I've got all the like crippled knees, back pain, knee pain. I can I can tell whether it's wet outside by whether my right knee hurts or not. I mean that's that that that's a superpower. I'm pretty sure. Like it's not not a very useful one, (laughs) but I reckon you can make it into the DC universe with that. Yeah, I'm sure I could be on the Justice League with my. I'll call myself Wet Weather Man. I see, yeah. Captain Matt. <laughs> just just be sat there at a computer screen and they're like, oh, we've got to go and fight justice. And I'm like, ah, yeah. where, 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 where a cagoul? Let's see, you go. Ah, <laughs> mate, leave it 15 because like, it's absolutely pissing down outside. But like, how do you know, Matt? I know. That's my, that's my phone. That's it, yeah. <laughs> Not all heroes wear capes. Some of us wear knee braces. <laughs> Uh fuck. That is that is a place where we need to end the podcast, I reckon. <laughs> it's not getting better than that. Um oh, so as a as a thank you to the wonderful people who make make this inane bullshit that we dribble out of our mouths possible. Uh it is the Patreon people. You you keep the lights going and you you're showing us showing us the love. Um for as little as two dollars a month. If you are not one of those cool kids, you can be. And being part of those cool kids as as the Patreon backing crew, you get your name shouted out on the podcast. And these people are as follows. Mr. Andrew Bimson, Mr. Adam Yeomans, 
Mr. Doug Christ of 37 Effects, of Masters of the Cinematic Universe, and of the Just Surprise Me podcast. I watched uh, No Country for Old Men this week because of because uh, of his podcast. It was <laughs> it was well good. I enjoyed it. Uh, we have got a huge erection. We maybe we do. I don't know. I don't know how how far into thirty that stops. Um, but we've still got huge erection. Uh, we've got Mr. Ben Fletcher of Fletcher Pickups, and we have got Mr. Brian Gower of the Tone Jerks podcast. Oh, it has been it's been a week. Been a week. Uh, if you want to catch me online, um, you can catch me on Facebook, Instagram, and uh, YouTube. I was going to say Twitter then. I mean, you can catch me on Twitter, but I wouldn't. Uh, so Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And YouTube is the home to the No Talk All Tone series, which this week features the Xander surplus. Boom. Uh, Mr. Matt Quine. You are heel underscore Matt Q at Twitter. And Twinstagram. And Twinstagram. Yes, I've remembered that I have it. I opened yeah. it this week. Oh, check you out. Yes. Get a gold star. I got. I saw, I saw lots of pictures of guitars. Hey, that's what it's for. I mean, that's, yeah, that's literally all my Instagram is for. It's, yeah. I also saw a top-down picture of a fake Vox amp in the... Ether from your Twitter. You did? Yeah, and then you you started slagging it off. I was like, yeah, fair play. <laughs> yeah, because you couldn't tell me what a VST stood for. And I was like, was it very shitty TV? Because it looks like we're looking at the top of an amp and nobody wants to watch that. No, it's and, a, and a virtual, virtual thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Like virtual sample technology or something. Uh, something like that. Basically, the VSTs, the ones that usually do uh, instruments or, like, amp sounds. So, there we go. Um, but write, write in on a postcard. I suppose you could go in the, the Facebook group and tell us if you know what VST stands for. Or if it's if it's like Wi-Fi and it doesn't really stand for anything. Um, and it's just one of those misnomers. Um, but anyway, we are we are dribbling again. Yeah, well, I'm sure some purist is going to turn up and they're going to say it's for very sucky tone because it's not a real amp. Yeah, I mean, uh, Matt, Matt has already been there. Like, <laughs> that's pretty much the direction his comment was going down. So, so there you go. Uh, so, from myself, Mr. Budget Pedal Chip, from Mr. Matt Quine, say bye, Matt. Bye, Matt. It will be a tatty bye. And good night for this week. To all of it. Bye. Tried selling all my dogging gear on eBay. I haven't got any bids yet, but there are eleven people watching. Way, yeah, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's not good, but it gets the job done, doesn't it? That's the whole point. They're not called good jokes, are they?